Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Winston Churchill The Dragon Pod From Bending Not Breaking Book 4 Earth Chapter 9 Escape from Tor. Welcome back to another episode of The Dragon Pod. This is Ben Pruitt, your host, and I am really kind of sad that this is episode nine. We have come to the end of season four of The Dragon Prince, and man, what a season it has been. And I am just incredibly grateful to all of the guests that have joined us so far, but also really excited that I get to share one more guest with you all this season. It's my pleasure to introduce Sasha Rogen, uses she, her pronouns, as an as exceptional actor where you can find in shows like Bates Motel, Supergirl, The Flash, but you'll probably know her best for her inspirational work in The Dragon Prince as the voice of Ezrin. Sasha isn't just an accomplished actor, though, also an accomplished competitive gymnast, which I was really surprised when I learned this. That was really cool. We're thrilled to welcome you, Sasha. How are you today? Um, I'm pretty good, and life has been pretty good so far. Tell me about your history with being a gymnast. I had no idea until I started reading about you that that was true. Um, I was at a pretty high level. I stopped when I was around 12 to 13 years old. I used to go to Omega Gymnastics, but it recently shut down due to like COVID reasons. And um, yeah, I've been doing it ever since I was about two years old, I think. Wow. And I started doing it because my sister was in it. Okay. How old your sister? She's 23 now. Wow. Yeah. It's so cool. I, I love hearing about um, the, the things that uh, the voice actors do on the side of their of their work and that's so such a neat thing to always learn that people are multifaceted which of course people are but sometimes <laughs> we don't realize it until we learn yeah so yeah so I'm I know that it's snowing where you are right now uh, I'm curious um, just for for funsies uh, for people who are listening from around snowy areas what's what's something you really enjoy doing in the snow I love building snowmen um taking like making snow angels and I love sledding there's this like we live on a hill so I could just walk up to the top of the hill and just sled all the way down and all of my friends live around me so we like to make trails and like stomp them down so that they're icy and then we all like slide down nice yeah um well, that's awesome. I'm kind of jealous. I don't see <laughs> enough snow very often to go sledding. I like there was one time when I was really a lot younger that <laughs> we had a big snowfall. And that was like the last time I really remember like sledding. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. It was a while ago. We don't like there's very rarely do we get enough snow to, to do yeah. it with, which is kind of a bummer. So, yeah, I guess I'm pretty lucky with like where I live and yeah, how it, snow, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. Okay. Um, so I'm curious if you don't mind sharing. We know that you voice Ezrin, but how what's your relationship with the Dragon Prince outside of that? Like how did you 
How did you find this? Like what, what's kind of the backstory of that? Um, so actually how I got into the Dragon Prince, I auditioned of course, like anyone else. But the thing is like the part that I find funny, me and my brother, we had probably 10 to 15 minutes to film the audition. And uh, I had nowhere to film it because we didn't set up. Like normally we set up this little booth so that we can film auditions or we put a blanket over our heads and we have a mic and then we start talking. But we just had no time. So we were like, okay, let's just do this. I'm definitely not going to get the role anyways because <laughs> this is for a boy and I've never gotten like a boy role before. Like I'm not going to get this. So we went into our laundry room because that was like the quietest place. And he helped me film this because I was about 10 years old or 11 years old at the time. And I'm just sitting there with my iPad in front of me and I start talking and I barely, I'm going to be honest, like I didn't try as much as I should have, <laughs> like <laughs> I didn't try at all. And like, you can hear people in the background. It's just, it was such, a, it was a pretty bad audition, but then I some like, they called me and they're like, Hey, like, can you come in for oh. a callback? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I can. And I went in and then we ended up talking in there for like 30 minutes and that's the longest callback I've ever done. Like, it was crazy. And they also told me a bunch of stories about them. So I got to know them better, too. Oh, that's cool. And uh, they, I, from then, I kind of just knew, like, oh, I, I think I just got the role. Like, I was in there for half an hour. Like, Wow. So yeah. That's awesome. And then, like, they told me, and my sister filmed my reaction, because she's the one that actually told me, because she got the call. And then she went outside, and she filmed me, like, from going home from school, and um, I just like started jumping around doing cartwheels. I just like couldn't help it. <laughs> it was yeah. so cool. That's amazing. Well, that's that's a really cool to hear. I had no idea. That's um, a fun little story. Yeah. What, like it's always interesting to to like think about how I when I watch the show, I just am like, that's that's these are the voices they like had this in the bag from the very beginning like there wasn't no, a process they just are these people and yeah. just to, to hear the stories of how it comes to be is always really a treat so thank you for sharing that that's so that's so fun thank you um, well uh you've kind of already given us a little bit of this but we're going to transition into our next segment which is the the primal source um and that was a really cool uh primal source material um but i want to get into primal source just talking about this episode that we're talking about today which is uh episode nine the last one of the season and i'm curious like what what is a moment that you found interesting in the making of this episode or, or any details that would be fun to share about um when i was in the booth the whole time that I was recording this episode, I remember me and my sister playing rock, paper, scissors. We were just playing a bunch of like hand games because there's this piece of like, I was in a separate room from her, but she can see me through the glass. And like the whole time we're kind of just like playing on the side. And this one time I actually got it in the recording on accident when we were playing rock, paper, scissors. So all you can hear is like the slapping of my hand. <laughs> and I felt so embarrassed. I was like, oh no. So we had to record it. And I was like, oh, oh gosh. I'm lucky that it was only like, one um I'm lucky that it was only one little scene but uh, it was it was fine it ended up being fine that's so funny yeah <laughs> well, did you win like what's your what's your strategy I did paper, not so? win <laughs> she <laughs> oh, won man. against me like several times oh no <laughs> yeah all right well we'll have to practice more because that's a, a lifelong skill you have to have is how to play <laughs> paper scissors <laughs> yeah yeah well that's so cool like I can't like 
again, it's so fun to hear just the uh, the humanity behind the making of the show, right? Where like we just get to recognize how how much people of how much of a how do you say that how how people like we are even in the making of something that seems so um, well done and well crafted, right? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, we're, we've we've gotten through our first segment, which is really exciting. We're going to move on <laughs> to our our second one, and this is where we kind of unpack the lens. And we we I kind of contacted you really early on um, about, hey, would you be willing to do this? And uh, it is really exciting that we landed on this episode for you uh, because we kind of asked and was tossing around several lens options, and ultimately we landed on this lens of bravery. And so I would love it if you could help me kind of, why did we choose this lens? And then if you have any stories about bravery and uh, I'd love to hear that too. I think I chose the lens of bravery, like specifically because Ezrin is a very brave person and especially for his age, what he has to do, he's very brave for what he has to do. And he doesn't have many people around him that he can especially trust. And I feel like he's just gone through so much and he's learned to be brave. He's learned to be older and mature faster, which sucks, but that's what comes with being brave and standing up for himself. And I have to be very brave in my own personal life. And I have like a lot of stories about bravery. And recently I've had to be brave in a lot of situations. I've had to my friend was going through a really rough time and I had to be very brave for her. And I remember sitting there with her for four hours trying to help her. She was having panic attacks and just passing out in and out. And I was the only one there to help. And I felt alone, but I had to be brave for her as much as I wanted to cry, as much as I wanted to just not, you know, go through this or I just couldn't be in the room anymore. I had to be there. I had to help her. And I don't know, I've had to be brave for a lot of things, but a funny bravery story that just happened was there's a rat at my house. Um, my, yeah, my bunnies made friends with the rat and I actually named him Remy the Rat because like Ratatouille yeah. and whatnot. And um, my mom came up to me in the morning, we're about to head off to school and she's like, hey, uh, I, need, I need help uh, with the bunnies. Can you Help me, please. There's, I think there's a rat outside. I just need you to like kick a box and just make sure there's no rat. Just stay outside with me, please. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that sounds fine. And of course, I'm a little bit scared because I haven't seen a rat up close in person ever. I've seen them like scuttling, but only like the tails of them or something. I've never actually seen one in person. And um, I go outside and I start kicking the box. I'm like, okay, if a rat jumps out, I'll like start screaming. I can't do this right now. But I did it anyways, because I'm like, I got to be there for my mom. And she's asking me to do this. We need to feed the bunnies. I got this. I got this. The chance, like, there being a rat in here is pretty low. I got this. And then I start kicking it, and it's fine. My mom gets the food, starts feeding the bunnies, blah, 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 blah. And then I kick the box one more time, because I'm like, hmm, I kind of hear some scuttling. So I kick it uh -huh. twice, and a rat just jumps out, and we both just start screaming, and we run inside the house, and it was the scariest <laughs> thing. It was big. Like, it was huge. And it was great, too. It was it was very scary. The rat has come around a lot since, but I got to be brave. We got to feed the bunnies. We got to protect the bunnies. <laughs> yeah. We have to take them inside now because one of our bunnies is letting the rat eat her food, which is why it keeps on coming back. And yeah. it's also cold now. So it's thinking of that place as like 
a nice food and home to stay it's, at, it's which like sucks. Place to live. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to make sure that she's okay because we can't let the rat eat her food anymore because that's dangerous. Yeah. So we have to take them inside. Wow. How many bunnies? Yeah. I have two bunnies, but we used to have six. Yeah, but we had to give them away because um, our two bunnies mated and then they had bunnies. Yep. So it goes. <laughs> yeah. Well, dang. Okay. So just to kind of uh, unpack bravery a little bit based off of your story, I I'm hearing that bravery involves a little bit of fear, it seems like. Um, so it sounds like with your friend, there was, I I'm curious what the, it was there fear in that situation or, uh, and was it fear of like, I don't know what to do, or I have to keep a, a brave face. Uh, I'm, I'm curious, like what, what was the, what made you feel like that was bravery as opposed to something else? There was a lot of fear because she was so scared that she started throwing up and I'm not good with like mm -hmm. that sort of thing, like at all. Yeah. I can't deal with that. If it comes out of me, can't deal with that. I will start having a panic attack, but she was having a very big panic attack. But as much as I was scared and I didn't know what to do, I had to be there for her. And she was all I cared about in that moment. I didn't care if I didn't know what to do. I just tried to help her as much as I could, because as long as she's okay, I'm okay. Yeah. And we weren't, we aren't that close. Like she, I would consider her an acquaintance, but we definitely got closer, but I was very surprised that I was one of the only people there to help her, which sucked, but I'm happy that I was there to help because I don't know who else would have done that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it sounds like um, if you had a choice, bravery is not the option that you would, I like, I, you don't want to have to be brave. It sounds like. Uh, it would yeah. like rather it things like be just like everything's going well. I don't need to be brave. Right. So it sounds like brave bravery is uh, something that we don't want to have to live into. And also something that when we are put in a situation that requires it, something we really want to be able to do at the same time. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like it's the same thing with, with the rat, perhaps on, a lower scale than it was with your friend but like you know oh, yeah. don't I don't want to go into this situation because there's a you know a giant rodent <laughs> like and what a little yeah. what a, like what a, and like yeah. ah, uh, all the things that could happen with with that so there's this interesting situation with like thinking about what bravery is and what it requires of us and like the prerequisites for it at the same time so interesting really interesting I'm really excited to kind of unpack the moments in this episode because it seems like there are a lot of um, situations that happen in this episode where people are forced into making decisions and sometimes they make brave decisions and sometimes they're less brave decisions. And so um, I can't wait to unpack that. But before we do, we have to make sure that we remind our listeners of the episode uh, content. So we're going to do a 30 second recap and you know, we've prepared for this. We knew this was coming a little. And I'm going to uh, let you have the honors of of going first. So okay. I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock. And are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. As ready as you're going to be, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. All right. 
Uh, I'm going <clears> to <throat> count of three. Three, two, one, go. Basically, in this episode of The Dragon Prince, um, Ezrin, Callum, Rayla, and there's also the bad guys, well, quote-unquote bad guys, Claudia, uh, Viren, those people, they are trying to get the map from Rex Igneous, and we don't know where the map is, and uh, me, me, uh, Callum, Rayla, we all go up to Rex Igneous, we ask him, where's Erebos's lair? Where, where is it at? And then we solve the riddle and we find out that (laughs) that was a lot faster than I thought. (laughs) Yeah. 30 seconds goes by fast. Yeah. Super intense. All right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and reset the clock. And if you'll just count me down from three, I will start it and we will get ready to do my best. All right. Count me down whenever you're ready. Three, two, one. Okay, so here's the deal. Uh, you know, here's the deal. Map is on the tooth. There's a there's a map tooth. And then Janai and Kareem are gonna fight, and it's gonna be a big deal. And then the goop copies the tooth map because you know Terry's brilliant. And then Rex is on the rampage because like all the things are going down and it's super scary, and like they're like they're, they're being chased out of the tunnel, and Rex is super mad, and Claudia's like, haha, coins, and Rayla's like, ah, and then uh, you know, Zubea's like rah rah, and they roar at each other, and then you know, that's the end of the episode, and that's my time. <laughs> that was amazing that was really good wow like it's like how are you supposed to cover everything there's so much that happens <laughs> and then there's 30 seconds and what's like good grief terrible why do we do this uh, uh anyway i digress all right so Again, so many cool things that are happening in this episode, and this is a really neat lens. So I'd love to just pass it to you. Like, what is a, a moment of bravery that you you want to discuss in this episode? Um, I'm going to start with Ezrin. I think that a moment of bravery was when he went up to Rex Igneous, and when Rex Igneous was having a full-on mental breakdown, just, like, smashing everything, not listening to anyone. Ezra was like, (laughs) yeah, like, he was very unhappy. And Ezra went up to him, and was like, hey, dude, like, calm down. You got this. And Ezra was being so brave, because he could get killed. He could get smashed by rocks. Like, anything could happen at this very moment. And he was brave enough to step up and say, hey, we're not with Claudia and Terry and Viren, like, we're not with them. We're on a separate side. We need you to tell us where, like, the map is. We need help with this. Like, we can't do this without you. And you need to calm down because we need to be able to talk to you. You need to listen to our side of the story. And he wasn't willing to calm down. And Ezrin still stayed so much so that he was almost going to get killed if it wasn't for someone saving him. Yeah, you know, this is a really interesting moment for me, too, because... I, I think depending on who watches this, um, someone might look at Ezrin and, and say, that's not bravery. That's just naivety, right? That's the, Ezrin's just being naive. Like that's a rampaging dragon. Your boy need to get out the way, yeah. right? Um, but I love that you're framing this under a, a bravery lens because I, I think that's what honestly makes Ezrin such a cool character generally is that Ezra often chooses the hard choice and it chooses to um, eat, eat big feelings time between. <laughs> um, and I, I think he's willing to lean into to that. But I, I, on the other side of that, what I really like about this moment is 
you calling asking for help bravery, right? Mm -hmm. The whole like leading up to this episode is them trying to get help from Rex Igneous. And that in and of itself seems like a really brave thing to do to just ask for help generally from someone is often to me requires bravery, right? Um, Is that your experience as well? Like asking people for help? Do you experience that as bravery? Like personally or as, yeah. No, because I still go to school. Yeah. And if I am to ask one of my teachers something, it takes a lot of bravery because I'm yeah. scared of getting turned down or like, oh, that's a stupid question. You shouldn't be mm-hmm. asking that. Like, or you should have been listening because that's happened to me multiple times, but it's happened so much that I'm scared to ask. Mm. And I feel like asking a question is bravery. Raising your hand in that classroom is bravery. And what Ezrin has done and what he's doing is bravery. He's asking questions. He is telling a big giant dragon as much as people might think he's naive he's telling a big giant dragon yeah that he needs to calm down and he's asking him a question that takes a lot of bravery because if someone even if they were naive is to go up to a big dragon they're probably not going to ask if it's just naivety they're gonna ask because it's brave yeah. like you might be scared but you're gonna still be like hey we need to get this information out of you because the world rests on our hands we need your yeah. help I mean, I definitely experience asking for help as bravery, like personally myself, because like, and I think for you, I I heard that the the fear behind the ask is uh, potentially like humiliation, uh, because if they respond and say, you should have been listening, you're like, oh, my bad. I then you feel the rush of embarrassment or humiliation. And that's not the thing you want to experience. Right. And yeah especially in front of your peers who are um, may or may not be like, Oh my God, what a dummy. Um, And so like, there's like this double um, double judgment, like one from your teacher, but also from your peers. Um, And so if we frame that in terms of what Ezrin's doing, Ezrin seems more than anybody else willing to put himself in harm's way to ask this question and so to to be brave and so i'm curious in, from your perspective what is it about ezrin that makes him the one to do this as opposed to somebody else like what what is it about him or his background and history that allows him to do that and do you think um personally i think it's the fact that he lost both of his parents he has no one to rely on he has to be brave for his, for a kingdom. He's a king now at uh, 11 years old yeah. and he has to rule all alone. He does he wasn't taught how to rule because he was cut short of that teaching. Mm-hmm. And he has to be brave for like probably a million people, hundreds of thousands of people just so that he can protect everyone. He wants to protect his kingdom. That's all he's caring about right now. If wow. I was him in this moment, I would just be caring about the people that I'm protecting. I wouldn't care if my life was in danger. I'm caring about the people that I'm protecting. Yeah. I, you know, I hadn't even thought about that. I was, I think I get locked into this motion, mode of Ezra and of course wants to do the right thing. And it seems like he also is really caught up in his relationship with dragons and his relationship with Zadia, really, right? Between the human kingdoms and Zadia at large. And like really wanting that relationship to thrive versus I hadn't really thought about like the the burden of having all of these people 
expecting this to go well and hoping this to go well. And um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense that he'd be fearful for his people. Um, Oh God. And what a tough burden to have at 11 years old. (laughs) That's a huge, huge burden. Yeah, man. That's, that's really neat. Thank you for sharing that. I, um, thank you. I did not, I don't know why I didn't think about that, but that's a really neat, this, this is what a cool, like, thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Insight. Turns out talking to the person who spent a lot of time with the character has insight. <laughs> <laughs> There's one thing we've learned this season that is to be true. <laughs> awesome. So uh, what else? What What's an, uh, anything else about this moment or is there another moment of bravery that you want to talk about? Um, there's another moment, and it's with Rayla when she has to be brave, and she puts one of her blades to Terry's neck in order to get Ooh. Claudia to either stop or something, because she knows that Claudia cares about Terry a lot. Mm-hmm. She sees that Claudia cares about him, and she even states that in the episode. And Claudia would do anything for him, and she can see that. So she wants something in return. She either wants Claudia to hand herself over or something in return from Claudia. And she obviously knows what she wants. And I feel like that takes a lot of bravery to almost take a person's life or to be on the verge of doing that, to threaten someone with that. Because that takes a lot out of you too. Like the guilt from that, even just not even like going to do it. It's just the thought of having that like... I don't know how to explain this properly, but no, I, I, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I, I, I think my question, and I don't, I don't have, I don't know the answer to this, so I, I'm really just kind of speculating. But thinking mm. about whether, I don't think she actually would have done it. I uh, don't think that she would have either, but I don't know how long she would have stayed with the knife to his right. neck. Yeah, it's, I it's, feel like she would have stayed for as long as she could, and without it, doing it. It's also hard to tell. Claudia's state of mind here yes she said she's cared about about Terry but we also know that she's uh pretty cutthroat at this point yeah and um I I wonder had Rayla been willing to go through with it whether Claudia would have been able to call that bluff or whether Claudia would like who would have caved first kind of a deal I like that's a that was a scary moment because like I was because you know we know that Claudia large scale is super, you know, anti Zadia, anti elf, anti dragon. And I was worried that we were going to get to a point where like, this was the moment where Claudia was being like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and um, it didn't happen that way, obviously, but the, this is a really tough moment. Um, mm. And I think, I think you're right. I think what makes it, bravery for Rayla and not just a scare tactic is that I wonder if it was bravery because she's like I have to do this this is something that I would not want to do and I'm fearful that I might have to follow through in order to accomplish this goal of preventing (laughs) Erebos from coming out um yeah really fascinating moment Ugh, this is just gut wrenching on multiple levels too. From what yeah. happens, this whole this whole scene really, not just the the knife to the throat, but like this whole scene in general. Um, what do you? Can we move to Terry and talk about Terry? Because yeah, what I find this really interesting after you know we have the the trick with the coins, right? 
and Claudia gives fake coins and Rayla is just like this moment from Paula was exceptional in terms of on an acting standpoint. I was just like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, this is heart wrenching. Um, but then this moment where Terry's like, I have seen you do unspeakable things. And this is the first time I really thought that you were cruel. And I thought that was a really brave line. Yeah. Um, do you see it that way? Yeah, because he really stood up for himself. Claudia could have done away with him right at that moment for him saying that. Yeah. And he doesn't know that. Or he probably has it in the back of his mind, but doesn't want to accept the fact that she could have done that right then and there. Yeah. So I think that it's very brave of him to have said that and to have changed her mind like that because she gave the coins back to Rayla because of how much she cared about him. And I don't know. I'm just, I'm proud of him for saying that to her. And this is where I admire Terry a lot is I am bad at this Uh, with the people that I love and the people that I care about. That is where I struggle the most to offer really hard feedback. Yeah. And this is what exactly what Terry does. Terry saw that she did something that was cruel and he called her out on it. And to call out the people we love makes me feel like I get nausea. I'm I'm feeling the nausea pulling in my stomach, just thinking about it. Um, So I'm curious, like, is that your experience too? Like, have, have you had to give hard feedback to friends or family? And I'm curious, like, what's your experience with that? I've have it, I've had to give a lot of hard feedback, especially recently, mm. because uh, there was, a, for example, there was this one time with my best friend, and she still is my best friend now. Like, she, I don't think that she ever won't be. I hope she ever won't be, but yeah. um, we got into a little bit of a fight, and I had to give her a bunch of feedback because she was mentally draining me, mm. and I was just trying to help her and be there for her as much as I could, and give her advice because she always comes to me for advice she always asks me for advice and I'm going to give her the advice that she needs I'm not going to sugarcoat it I'm not going to tell her lies if she if you're going to ask me for advice it has to be truthful I can't just give you random advice or sugarcoat your advice you need to know the whole truth yeah and we got into a fight over this because she was like oh I want you to sugarcoat this I can't handle like how much of a truth there is then why are you asking me for advice I can't tell you lies just so that you can feel better you need to know the truth to feel better you can't hide away forever you need to conquer your own thoughts you need to actually solve your problems you can't hide and be a coward to them Mm. oh it's so hard oh man i it's also you know i i on the other side of that i think it's often also brave there are brave ways to receive feedback also yeah um and i think going back to the episode i think claudia demonstrates that like i i think claudia was willing to say that she got it wrong and that's why she went back versus kind of doubling down on it and saying no i didn't like right like i wasn't cruel she deserved it right you know like they're she heard the feedback, it was hard, and then she made amends and, and fixed it versus yeah. 
I, and I think that's the brave response, right? To actually like hear it and listen versus to get defensive and say like, does that make sense? Yeah. And I feel that like did not denying that you've made a mistake and stuff like that. It just shows a lot of immaturity in someone. Mm. And the fact that you can't come to terms that you've done something wrong is just bad. And it's it was super brave of her to actually admit that she was wrong for once because she's not a person to admit that she's wrong. She doesn't seem like the person to admit that she's wrong. But because of Terry and how much she knows that she hurt him, she was like, oh, I have to do something that makes this right. And yeah. if it wasn't for him, she wouldn't have felt remorse for what she had done. Mm. Oh, gosh. I, I, talking about this is kind of highlighting how complex bravery is. Like, because it's attached to giving and receiving feedback. It's attached to asking for help. Uh, I'm like, there. there's a lot of different places where bravery can show up and you know based off of what we talked about at the beginning like it's not something we ever want to choose because we don't want to be put in a situation where we have to be brave and yet here they are showing up all the time in our lives um which is a bummer i don't want to have to do this i don't want to have to be brave but here we are gosh it's everywhere oh man what a cool series of of moments there from Rayla to Terry to Claudia that's that's awesome um yeah was there another moment or any else we want to talk about with this one um Zubaya and Zim Zim mm-hmm. defied Zubaya and <laughs> went on the trip with us all if season, it wasn't right yeah yeah exactly and he wasn't supposed to come with us to Rex's lair because Zim already knew that him and his dad like that uh the thunder king and uh rex igneous had were not on good terms and zim knew that it would be very dangerous for him to come but he was brave enough to come because he wanted to protect us and he wanted to be there for us and i feel like that was very brave of him and zubaya coming in and knowing that rex could literally just blow her into fire like into smithereens protecting us at the end was very brave of her i don't know how she was called i feel like Either Ezrin knowing that he's probably not going to make it, like accidentally sent a signal, or Zim sent mm. a signal on accident, and because he was also gone, so I was like, oh, maybe both of them together kind of just like told Zubaya where they were because she doesn't know where Zim is, where she's, how is she supposed to know where he is? He could be anywhere. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of. I was curious about how Zubaya knew to show up at the right time, also. Yeah, and I didn't think about the idea that you know, as or Zim could potentially communicate over distance, right? Yeah. That's um that's interesting. And we know that Ezrin can from previous time, like the end of uh when they go into Zadia for the first time, you know, Ezrin's back in Catullus already and, you know, Zim is flying and blocking the moon from the moon moonstone path. So we know that distance works. So maybe that yeah. I hadn't thought about why or how that happened. That's interesting. And we also know that Ezrin can see through, uh, if an animal allows him, he can see yeah. through their eyes. I feel like that's just for politeness. I feel like he could just do it anyways. But mm-hmm. yeah, as long as he's allowed to, then he could see through anyone's eyes. And we see him do that in, I think, an earlier episode or in this yeah. episode too. I think it was uh, episode six-ish. Um, yeah. But 
anyway uh yeah so that's super interesting i i also wonder there's there's two kind of sides to this thinking about it could also be like one might chalk it up to like motherly instincts right like oh i you know he's been missing this whole time i know he's with ez i sent him on this mission and you know that zim wanted to go i almost kind of in think about um zim going off as like uh quote teenage rebellion so to speak yeah um and at the same time i i if you were to ask a mom hey was this a brave decision no how dare they defy me it was the worst decision they could have made it was like you know um reckless versus you know talking to zim and ezrin and people that are on that age bracket being like no that was a really brave decision they made the choice because they that was the right thing to do Mm -hmm. um and how age can change perspective and also like uh being someone's mother can change your perspective as well and just it's interesting what's bravery to whom is that right yeah and also as a mother you're gonna want your kid to be safe so even if they try and make up an excuse like oh I needed to help them the mother's not always going to listen Mm -hmm. because what's going on in their mind is where's my child where's my kid I need to go protect my kid they're not thinking who is my kid protecting yeah Oof, man. Okay. Really interesting. I so I I want to touch on what you what you offered us about Zubaya also, um, in terms of showing up uh, as an act of bravery to defend from Rex Igneous, right? At this at the like the final like roaring battle kind of a deal. Um I I want to talk about Rex Igneous for a second and talk about what bravery doesn't look like. Yeah. Uh, it feels like Rex in this episode has kind of like lost it and is just kind of on the rampage. Um, it, do- it seems like it seems like logic has kind of been absent ever since he got put to sleep and Claudia showed up. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't feel like bravery to chase down a bunch of humans that are very squishable um and so like anger and rage are not forms of bravery and yet we see Zubea angry right uh standing in the face of rex igneous and it feels like bravery potentially more on the lines of bravery from Zubaya's end. So I guess talking out loud, it feels like one can be brave and angry. And also that I guess they're not like exclusive to one another. You can also mm-hmm. be angry and not be brave. Right. Um, yeah. So it just, that was an interesting kind of juxtaposition between the two of them. Um, I don't know. Like, they both seem like, you know, what are they called? Arch, they're arch dragons. Yeah, yeah. So they're both clearly very powerful. Um, who knows what would happen if they were to actually like, for real face off. I That would be very terrifying. Yeah. I would be here to see it, but it'd be pretty terrifying. Yeah, I, I agree. I would definitely be ready to watch that. But also like, I bet they'd both be pretty pretty hurt (laughs) um who knows how it would turn out but i don't i guess we need a more comprehensive understanding of what their powers are in order to really 
uh see who would win if they duped it out mm. <laughs> because one is like, like one can command thunder and storms and whatnot yeah. and then one can uh shoot lava from his mouth and stomach yeah. and stuff yeah it's who knows right like mm. fascinating oh i can't i'm ready for the compendium of like here are all the things that these dragons can do and then yeah we'll we'll read that oh okay um, well, we've talked about several moments. I'm excited that we've had a chance to to touch on like a, a variety of different things. Are there, well, I guess the only thing we really haven't talked about is Janai and Kareem. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm curious what your reflections are on, on this kind of, um, this storyline. I don't like Kareem. I'm going to be honest. I don't <laughs> like him. And I don't, I dislike the fact that he can turn on his sister so easily yeah. because he doesn't accept her he doesn't accept yeah. that she's a human and we see this all the time in the real world how people don't accept each other and people can't just let other people live with their lives like yeah. they always have to do something about it even if it's not their life if it doesn't affect you why are you doing something about it like the i don't know it just makes me angry when i think about what he does and what he's doing yeah because i've experienced stuff like that i've been through stuff that denies well not exactly but it's just similar about being not accepted and mm-hmm. that's all people ever want is to be accepted they'll do anything for exception and Janai is very brave she decided to fight her well yeah she decided to fight her brother even though she didn't want to to protect her kingdom and to protect what she believes in yeah, and I also appreciate that she aims. She's aiming to disarm. She's not aiming to kill, right? In yeah. a battle where they are supposed to be aiming to kill, Janai holds and stands by her her principles and says, yeah. "I'm not going to do this. You're my brother." And he, on the other hand, is like, "What? Like you're supposed to kill me?" And then, like this this idea that because i invoked this this sacred historical ritual where we have to kill one another you actually have to follow through with it is uh, again as 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 you mentioned a, a pretty common tactic of people who are trying to make their way happen who are trying to get their mm-hmm. own way and kareem is just a a sad sad man um yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> It's tough. Like, I agree with you. I, I really struggle with Kareem. I, I definitely see see things from his perspective, but I definitely yeah. don't agree with that perspective. <laughs> yeah. Um, because he, if especially since that is sister, that's his sister, he should want her to be happy. When yeah. you care about someone, you want them to be happy. You don't want to inflict pain or hurt on them in any sort of way. If you really, really care about them. He obviously really cares about his sister, and wants the best for everyone because I feel like even if he were to win the fight he wouldn't have done away with her he would have probably held and then told them to take her away but it's interesting if we kind of frame their trajectory in bravery I I think it it will be interesting because some of the something we've mentioned is that like offering feedback that is difficult to share it can be a really brave act yeah right and we see that, you know, early on in the season, Kareem tries to offer Janai feedback and 
he offers it and she doesn't receive it and disagrees. And I, again, I believe rightfully so, <laughs> but yeah. this idea that he was vulnerable and I said, Hey, I, I really think that you're losing your way. And instead of continuing to like offer that feedback, he starts to go behind her back to fix things and it, it seems like that is the the less brave thing to do to potentially go behind someone's back in order to create change yeah because you're not confronting the person you're not actually telling them how they need to change or what they need to change if you really felt that they needed to change then one should actually tell the person and keep mm -hmm. on enforcing it in the person to get the feedback that they want or to get like like a straight line of feedback like just mm -hmm. this is the bottom line this is what I'm going to tell you I'm not changing this or I'm going to do this yeah and and I think that's what created the problem is I I think that he shared feedback and experienced a wall of like nope Janai's like I'm not I'm not going to change that that's a bad idea yeah. and he's like well if I can't you know get through this way I have to do go go about it another way and I think that anytime you are trying to change someone against their will, it feels like that can be a harmful form of bravery, right? Yeah. Like it, where it, you might still experience that as bravery is like, this is something I have to do. I don't want to do it. I'm scared of what might happen. And like, you should not really like, I, I think that anytime you're trying to change someone's mind against their will, it feels like icky <laughs> yeah for lack of a better word when you get turned down that first time you lose your bravery but then you find a way to get it back to gain it back but you're gaining it in a different way and normally the way is going to be negative it's going to be bad it's not going to be a healthy way of yeah. going about the situation and I can speak from experience for that because I mean I'm a human and when humans don't get their way of course they're going to be upset and yeah I've been upset when I don't get my way of course like I've been there yeah. but haven't we all <laughs> just, yeah but it just matters the way that you go about it you always have to find a peaceful resolution I feel like if you don't find a peaceful resolution either leave it at that or you just keep on going until you find what both of you can settle for yeah and you know again going back to what we've said before right we, so we said offering the feedback and then it is a brave act but then also we talked about how receiving that feedback was a brave act and Janai continued to say hey let me offer you feedback and he continued to double down exactly yeah. what we were talking about earlier of what not yeah. to do right and he so when he said no we're gonna try this all right I'm gonna double down okay she didn't respond to this I'm gonna double down and it just gets and I think that is so indicative of human behavior too, even though he's an elf, like it's indicative of who we are as people that mm -hmm. we either are willing to break down and be vulnerable and be like, I'm wrong. Or we double down and like, no, I'm super right. And I'm going to show you and it becomes problematic. And it's just really interesting how what we were talking about earlier really connects to Kareem and Janai's trajectory too. And we see Janai try to see from his side. Kareem doesn't try to see from her side. He mm. just wants to see straight forward. He doesn't have like the forgiveness or just the power to see from what she's going through or actually understand what she needs to. Because when you're in an argument like that, 
you need or when you're in like a situation like that you need to see from both sides you can't just see from your own your own perspective yeah Yeah. because you're not going to reach a peaceful resolution or resolution at all at that yeah so just to kind of start wrapping up about this this portion of our conversation Mm -hmm. um it sounds like not all forms of bravery are helpful yeah that's that's one takeaway i'm hearing the the second one is helpful helpful bravery to to put a label on it usually involves vulnerability um and uh that being example exemplified by you know uh janai being exemplified by ezrin in the very beginning right saying like hey i'm gonna put myself out there and ask for help that's a very vulnerable thing to do um so i'm i'm wondering if the quote helpful bravery must involve vulnerability i'm wondering if if those two are connected in some way i feel that they are yeah because to seek help you need to be vulnerable because now people know that you can't do this alone Uh or you need help with it yeah and for example like going back to being in school that's vulnerable that's showing vulnerability because now you're showing to your peers and your teachers that you don't understand how to do this Uh so they're either going to think worse of you they're going to think oh you don't have the smarts to do this or i don't get why you're not understanding there must be something not wrong with the way that they're teaching, but with the way that I'm receiving it. And they're going to think that something's wrong with the student, not that the way that they're teaching, something's wrong with the way that they're teaching. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Well, this has been really great. I'm, I'm, I'm really thankful that this was kind of the lens that we, that we chose. There's a lot of really important things that happen here um, that I think I feel more informed about bravery now um Me too. Is, are there any other other moments that we want to touch on before we uh dive into our our short break um, not that i can think of all right you heard it from sasha folks we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back Welcome back, everyone. I'm really excited to dive into our final couple of segments. And you all who have been listening all season know what's coming. We are about to to nominate the Lens MVP. And I'm really excited. If this is your first episode, because you're really excited about listening to this particular episode, the Lens MVP award is someone who, from this episode that we nominate, that for better or worse, has exemplified the lens. So in this case, our lens is bravery. And we are nominating someone who we think is really brave in this episode. And 
Sasha's going to nominate somebody, and I'm going to nominate somebody, and then you all, our listeners, will have the joy of voting to determine whose character is most deserving of the award. And with that in mind, Sasha, I'm going to go straight to you. Who would you like to nominate for this very, very prestigious award? As as MVP, I would nominate Janai. Ooh, interesting. Say more. Why? Um... Janai standing up for change in her own kingdom. People aren't accepting of the fact that she's going to marry a human and she's with a human. And especially her brother Kareem is not accepting of the fact that she's going to be with a human. And he fights her to the death. He's willing to fight her to the death for that. And she stands by her beliefs and she is very persistent on what she believes in. And if people aren't accepting of her, then she's going to do anything to make people except the fact that she's not going to change for any, for anyone. She is herself. She's going to accept herself. That's all she needs. All she needs is the exception from herself and to be happy with who she is. Yeah. And I think that that takes a lot of bravery to come to that conclusion and to be able to stand up for yourself in that sort of way. Yeah. Potentially for my detriment, I'm going to think of that something that you said reminded me of why I think Janai is a little very brave in this moment too is you know we see her in previous episodes struggling with this decision right and if it, I don't know that I'd be willing to call it bravery if we didn't see her struggle through it and we yes. definitely saw her struggle like she was like this whole like two cakes moment with Amaya was 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 witnessing this struggle she's like i can't have this and this like i can you can't have your cake and eat it too and you know i was like look two cakes it's fine um and i think it's her relationship with amaya that is kind of what gives her that bravery in a, in a yeah. way um so yeah i really i really think that's an incredible nomination i don't know if it'll stand up to my uh, nomination but um <laughs> It's uh, really good. So, okay. So we have Janai. Listeners, my nomination is, I, I was actually really kind of swayed by your um, discussion of Zim's bravery in this episode. And so I'm going to pick Zim, a little little Asimondius. And here, here's why. I, I was in the, you know, old fart potentially, um, frame of mind that was like oh zim's just going like because he wants to be with ezra and he's going because he just doesn't care what his mom says when you kind of reframed that and said no this was he wants to do what's best for the kingdom in the same way that ezra is doing what he thinks is best for the kingdom um and not just the kingdom but for like zadia at large and it i was like that's a more generous reading of Zim that I really appreciate that I'm, I'm really thankful to kind of have. And I, so I just, one, appreciate your kind of giving me that frame, but also I'm kind of bought into, you know, Zim made this decision to go into, you know, Rex's uh, territory and really had a lot on his, was carrying the weight of the world in much the same way that Zim is. And uh, I'm sorry that Ezra is. And so I, I think that's a really cool experience. Huh? Who'd have thunk? Uh, so we have our two nominees, everyone. We have Janai on one hand and we have Zim on the other. So make sure you're checking out and looking out for that poll so that you can weigh in your two cents to who you think deserves the award. 
Okay. That brings us to our final segment, which is really exciting. Uh, my favorite segment, as everyone knows, who has been a recurring listener. Um, we're going to talk about gratitude. So I'm curious, Sasha, who is a character from this episode that you are thankful for and why? I'm most thankful for Terry because he showed me that you can, that I could give people feedback. Like he talked to the most powerful person, one of the most powerful people. Yeah, She could do anything with him at any time with no remorse. He doesn't know if he can trust her. Well, he obviously does, but how should he know if he can trust her? Because she can just pull up of anywhere and be like, okay, like I'm going to use you for something because I, you'd have never thought that she'd have been with an elf. And like, why is she with an elf? Yeah. You don't know like what her true intentions are. And he stood up for what was right. And she changed for him. She gave Rila the coins and she wouldn't have done that without Terry. And Terry decided to be like, Hey, this is really wrong. I'm upset with the way that you're doing this. And it took a lot of bravery for him to do that. And it's also vulnerability at the same time too, because he's telling her what he thinks is wrong. And she could Uh easily just be like, no, this is right. Like I'm doing the right thing. You need to get off my back. But she didn't. And she actually listened to him for once. She doesn't listen to anyone as we've seen over the seasons, but she listens to him. And that takes a lot of courage to have done what he did. So I'm very thankful for Terry because people should learn that they need to stand up for themselves if they're in a wrong situation or they believe that someone has done something wrong. You need to stand up and talk about what's wrong, even if it's hurtful, even if it's bad or something you need to stand up for what's right Mm. oh that's so good i'm really grateful for that too oh and it's just so (laughs) touching right it's just one of those things where like i i hate those moments where i like have to say like that was a real bad thing that you did and like just the way he delivers the line, it's so clear that he cares so much. And we see it across the season. Like Terry cares so much about Claudia and it it almost becomes harder. (laughs) Like the more you care about someone to share feedback like this. And so again, I just, I, I'm, I'm also incredibly grateful for Terry. That's just what a moment. Oh, so good. Okay. I I'm part of me is envious that I like, I am also thankful for Terry. Um, Okay. Uh, I am really grateful also in this episode for Ezrin, Um, you know, and Ezrin is a really interesting character in this whole season, really in the whole series. But in this season, we kind of see that he's aged a little bit. He has started making decisions and his coming into his powers and um in this episode this this moment that we see of him with rex is one of those things where like part of me is like bro get out of the way like you can't logic with with someone who's on a rampage um and on the other hand like just so so believes in the goodness of others and that is a trait that I've really uh, admire about Ezrin and that he's just constantly seeing the good in other people um, that I, it makes me want to do that more. And so I think that's why I'm, I'm grateful for Ezrin in, 
in this capacity and especially in this episode yeah oh wow wow we we did it we've gotten through not just this episode but this whole season oh god (laughs) yeah and hopefully we will have more coming soon uh and you know i'm as everyone has said that's affiliated it will happen sooner than it did between seasons three and four but who knows we don't know when it's coming out quite yet um but i'm sure we'll hear eventually sasha this has been really wonderful to kind of get to know you and to uh hear some of your stories and hear about your life thank you so much for joining us thank you so much for letting me have this opportunity it really means a lot to me i really appreciate it yeah no it's like the the pleasure is all mine Uh, (laughs) So if if people are interested in finding you and contacting you based off of anything they hear in this episode, maybe we won't ask you a question. Um, if you would like to be found, how would you like them to find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Sasha Zoe Rosen. And if you wanted to check out my art page, because I like to showcase my art, you can check yeah. me out at Sasha Zoe's Art. Okay. And both of those are on Instagram? Yep. All right. You heard it, folks. Uh, Go follow, click the button, uh, and check out the art. Sounds like really cool. I don't think I've checked that out, so I think I should probably do that as well. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, of course. Uh, And of course, everyone, if you haven't done so already, you should like, subscribe, follow, do all the things on all the social medias for BNB underscore pod. That is our podcast. You can find us everywhere, including Patreon, which I highly recommend checking out to to give us a little little follow and and check us out there. We have a lot of uh, cool perks and we recommend you uh, dropping us a line and helping us pay our producer uh, a living wage. That was our goal. Um, so if you could help us do that, uh, and if you can't help financially, don't worry. You can always just write us a five-star review. We also love those. Um, awesome. Okay. This is the end of the season four of the dragon pod. Oh, uh, because we've finished all the episodes. Uh, again, Sasha, this has been incredible. Thank you so much. And to all of our listeners, we thank you to Patreon supporters. You are helping us accomplish this and, Without further ado, until next time, be well and do good.